WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care with a higher level of care. With two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 and 2023 WVBA Talk Show of the Year. Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Friday the 18th. You're tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning, Jordan. How are you doing? Doing all right. How are you? I'm good. Good. Got some stuff done yesterday. Good. And it's a big weekend around the area this weekend. It's Tomato Fest. Got Tomato oh, Fest well, going you got, on. You got a thing, too. <laughs> yeah, got Tomato Fest. Got Shepherd Media Days on Friday, or uh, tomorrow on Saturday, which, uh, by the way, because I don't think we've talked about it, but um, there's a scrimmage or a, uh, an autograph signing for the Shepherd football team will be held uh, there at the pavilion by the football field uh, at 1 o'clock tomorrow, and then a scrimmage at 3 o'clock open to the oh. public. Free wow. and open, all of it free and open to the public. So if you're a Ram fan out there, if you got little Ram fans out there, uh, you want to go out and meet the team and then watch the team, you can do so tomorrow at 1 o'clock for autographs and 3 o'clock for uh, scrimmage. That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it should be a fun day, and it looks like it's going to be a gorgeous day, too. I mean, it's gorgeous today, but tomorrow, high 83, sunny skies. So where better place to be than Ram Stadium in Shepherdstown? You know? So you go, go get your tomato sandwich at the Tomato Fest. Yep. yep. And then roll on over to... To Ram Stadium. Because Tomato Fest at 10, right? 10 to 2. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that'd be perfect. Because mm-hmm. you're right down there anyways. Sure. In Carneysville, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Just hit, what's that? Is that Carneysville well, Pike? Is that what it's called? Yeah, get a get a pre-scrimmage uh, snack. There you go. There you go. I like it. I like yeah. your planning. Yeah, I think it sounds like a good weekend around the area. And if there's anything else going on that uh, we don't know about, haven't talked about, you can let us know on our Facebook page. You can search at Panhandle Live, or you can text us 304-263-4321. It feels like this weekend is a uh, yard sale type of weekend for some reason. So uh, I bet you're right, because everyone's like been cleaning out yeah. the closets because the kids are getting ready for school. Right. So uh, if you got a big yard sale going on in your, in your neighborhood you want people to know about or anything like that, you can let us know. Text us 304-263-4321. Or you can message us at Panhandle Live. Coming up, oh, and real quick, before we get to your news recap, speaking of the weather, uh, might as well mention that coming up at 9.30, we will have uh, our buddy Will from Eastern Panhandle, West Virginia Weather on Facebook on, well, to talk about a little bit of weather. So it'll be interesting to hear his story. Also, um, friend of the program, Bob O'Connor, has a new book out. He sent me a note this morning uh, to announce it officially. <clears throat> it's called The West Virginia uh, Breeders, I'm sorry, it is about the West Virginia Breeders Classic. It's their racing history. Uh, Carol Holden, president of the West Virginia Breeders Classic, announced that the organization has published, quote, the history of the West Virginia Breeders Classics, 1987 to present, and uh, it's written by Bob O'Connor. Awesome. awesome. So um, I, I'm trying to get him on next week, possibly Friday, uh, which is great because last year uh, I got to the um, – Canal Days at Williamsport, mm-hmm. which yep. I plan to do again this year, which is next Saturday. <clears throat> Did I say that right? It's not like tomorrow. It's the following. Right. right. Then, okay. Right. So right. anyway, last last year for Canal Fest, uh, my husband and I biked around and we saw Bob. So we like, pulled up at his little station as he was selling books. So he so. was at uh, Inside the Huddle, of course, Bob, huge Mountaineer fan. Right. So, uh, of course, he was out there uh, posted up, tuned into the show. So, uh 
Bob, if you're out there listening, it was good to see you. And man, I loved going to Canal Days. Mm-hmm. Halfway days, but while they when they still had halfway days, I don't think they even do halfway days anymore. Uh, but going there as, when I was a kid, you walked through all the vendors, mm-hmm. and all roads led to the um, Lions Chicken Tent. Oh, to go get the big, you know, barbecued mm-hmm. chicken yeah. and stuff. Mm, loved it. So I know they have the like the Williamsport Band does a big um, food area mm-hmm. in the pavilion, and you know what I like about it, and I'm really hoping it stays this way. I love the crafts because it's a lot of the just you know, mom and pop crafts. Right, and I exactly. love that so much. And it's fun to bike through them, you know, to bike around and just, you know. Right. Shop. I was just going through there the other day and, um, or the other week, and there's a new, like, coffee shop that I saw opened up there nice. on, what's that, Potomac Street or something. So, yeah, shout out. There's always something going on around the area this time of year. So, anyway, I might see, we might have Bob on the program next week, and then I might also see him at Canal Days. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. So, um, so a lot of things going on in the news. Of course, if you uh, are planning to drive through Morgan County or you live there, you should know that paving operations on 522 are going to commence Sunday. Ooh. And they're going to be lasting. Uh, they, the work is supposed to happen Sunday through Thursday each week for the next three weeks. Is this the bypass? Um, or is sounds, this just normal 522? It says U.S. 522. Yes, it is normal 522. So, yeah, is there anything else on there that I missed? Uh, work is expected last three weeks, like you said. Flaggers will be present to uh, direct traffic. Motorists advised to stay alert, travel with caution. Uh, and it will be uh, County Route 35 or 38.5, uh, DOH Lane County Route 5221 between the hours of 7 p.m. and 6 a.m. Sunday through Thursday. So they're so doing that fancy overnight stuff. As I think most of the times they should. Of course, I have no knowledge of how to appropriately run a DOH project, but right. I would imagine that I, well, I always think that working at that time would be easier for everybody. So there's another story of local interest, um, and that is, I'm not sure if I pulled that over or not, but okay. uh, on WV Metro News, there's this story that um, like 21 point something million dollars in funding has been uh, shifted over to the community and technical colleges in the state. For deferred maintenance. Wow. And so if you read the article um, and then you look at some of the, the links that they have, one of them actually has the list of, because mm-hmm. I was curious, I, I thought, is anyone local or any of the local colleges getting any of this? And yes, Blue Ridge Community and Technical College is getting half a million dollars for deferred maintenance, including sinkhole mitigation in their, in their driveway. There you and go. also yes, other sinkhole things. Rem- <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. That, doesn't that sound like a story in and of itself? Well, sounds like something that needs fixed. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> right. You don't want to defer that one no. uh-uh. too long. But other things that are kind of vanilla, like, you know, um, uh, changing the lights to LED mm-hmm. and uh, doing something with the fire alarms and, uh, and, and fixing up the ADA compliant handicap ramps. Right. So all those things, valuable, shouldn't defer them. They're getting half a million dollars. Good. Yeah, $282 million. That's a lot of money. Oh, is it $282? Oh, I, yeah, okay. The legislator approved $282 million for deferred maintenance at colleges, universities, and the corrections system. Oh, that's earlier this year. I'm sorry. And then, uh, oh, it's $21.5 million. Yeah, and then technical colleges room. are set to receive $21.5 million. How yeah. about that? So total, mm-hmm. all of it, $282 million. So um, we also haven't, I haven't had a chance to get these all on uh, our uh, panhandlenewsnetwork.com page, but uh, our Clint Gage attended this uh, kind of interesting meeting uh, called Reimagine Appalachia, and he got some sound from it. Uh, it's very interesting because they're really thinking about what Appalachia needs and uh, in terms of, you know, food deserts and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. 
Yeah, and he was able to speak with Violet from Reimagine Appalachia talking about the program and its impact. SNAP, standing for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, is a lifeline. It provides basic food assistance for 40 million food insecure Americans. Thanks to elevated rates of poverty, unemployment, and isolation, an outsized portion of these people do reside in Appalachia, a lot of them in rural areas. In central Appalachia, more than 20% of families and more than a quarter of families with children rely on SNAP. And during COVID, uh, it said, you know, in this uh, story that he wrote, which I think uh, you could have heard a couple of times on the morning news this mm-hmm. morning, uh, but during COVID, SNAP benefits were increased to help those in need. But this March, those things have changed. Those additional benefits went away. So the value of a typical SNAP allotment works out to like $6 per person per day. So a household relying on SNAP was suddenly cut down to two thirds of the grocery budget they'd come to count on right when if inflation was peaking. So food prices were being hit with particular intensity and people needed food assistance more than ever. There you go. Reimagine Appalachia, Marsha. Right. So um, I'm working that up. Hopefully I'll have a story for the end of the day on on all of the good work that Clint did. But it's a conversation that obviously needs to be absolutely to be had. And if you've been listening to our news product, there are some um, uh, cuts from yesterday's Berkeley County Council meeting. So, um, you know, be listening for those as well. I appreciate Clint and Al and all their important work that they do covering some of these great meetings that are happening. Absolutely. And if you want to uh, read, read up on some of the stories <clears throat> revolving around those news psych or those news stories, you can go over to our website, panhandlenewsnetwork.com, and you can check those out over there. It has been uh, certainly, it seems like a busy news cycle the last week or so, too. No, this not... last this summer, really, right. in total. Seems like it's been an exceptionally busy one. Never takes a break. Absolutely. But we'll get to this first break. We'll be back after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kabalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me, Marsha Kavalik. And Marsha, our next guests are joining us in studio. That's right. Our friends from the Martinsburg VA Medical Center, Lona Lozinski, public affairs specialist, and her special guest, art therapist, Brenton Colbert. Welcome in. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. So, uh, Lona, I know you told me that you guys have a lot of events coming up this fall, and this is like the first one that you wanted to have someone come in and talk about. So I'll let you guys tee that up. Yes. So the first thing that we have coming up is the Creative Arts Festival that's coming in September. This is an event that we do every fall and our veterans from the center um, will start getting registered at the end of August. And then in September, we have a festival um, and then the winners of that festival go on to the national level. Wow. So it's a national competition. It is. It is. Hmm. Yes. So, um, Brenton, you are you're a therapist, creative arts therapist. You do a lot with music, I understand. But um, what what does the creative arts in general do for a veteran? Yeah, what are some of the benefits behind it? So it gives veterans the opportunity to um, express things that are sometimes difficult to talk about. Um, You know, a lot of the artwork might reflect their time in the service. It might reflect um, personal issues going on now Mm -hmm. in life um but it it really gives them an outlet and a way to express themselves that's safe and also other people can enjoy is it tough trying to get these uh you know rough and tumble veterans to sit down with a paintbrush and you know kind of do some of these things it's actually uh surprisingly easy Hmm. to to, because they want to do it right um and so it just kind of flows out of them um the same with music um you know i do a, a songwriting group Mm 
And, you know, some of the stuff they come up with is, you know, very deep and personal, but you put it in a song and it's easier for them to connect and express that. Mm-hmm. Kind of a neat avenue to tap into, which a lot of us don't on a daily basis, unless we yeah. have the opportunity kind of presented to us, right? Right. So the thing about the creative arts program that I find fascinating and I love so much is that talk therapy is a modality of care that we utilize for individuals who have experienced trauma or vicarious trauma in some way, right? The interesting thing about this program is that it allows us additional avenues in addition to talk therapy, um, art, music, dance, that will allow our veterans to express things that may not come out in regular therapy. Hmm. So talk about the transition from it just being therapeutic to now there's a festival and it's a <laughs> national competition. What, you know, what's the trajectory there? So there, there's a lot of different categories. Um, there's some that are focused on the therapeutic part. Um, so, you know, if there's veterans with disabilities um, or that have, you know, significant challenges, they can still participate. And there's uh, special categories where they can be submitted. If you're a paraplegic or... Yep. And, and the dance, like we have dance categories and there's wheelchair dance categories. And, um, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's very adaptive and anyone can participate. Wow. I think that it really encourages, I mean, we're all competitive by nature, Mm -hmm. just a little bit, right? And it does encourage our veterans that little bit of like, it's okay to compete, you know, if you want to do it just because it's good for you, it's good for your soul, that's fantastic. But giving a little nudge to that competitive spirit Mm -hmm. um, encourages our veterans as well. So how many veterans do you get to come out to these classes or get involved in things like this? So the Career Arts Festival... um, the past couple of years, due to COVID, we've had low numbers, mm-hmm. so it's probably been about the 30s. Um, but well, prior, yeah, it still seems like more than I was expecting. I think at 30. Yeah. <laughs> prior to that, we probably had 40 to 50, mm-hmm. um, and it was growing prior mm-hmm. to COVID. So, um, you know, we we don't know what to expect this year. We already have some people who have registered before the registration dates because right. they they already know what they're going to do. <laughs> um, so, um, we don't know what this year yeah. holds yet. So um, is it open to folks who aren't actively taking um, classes or getting services currently at the VA Medical Center? So if you are a, if you have registered for care with the Veterans Affairs um, Programming, which is the VHA, the Veterans Health Administration. Mm -hmm. So if you have registered for care, even if you are not actively receiving care, you are eligible to participate in the program. Now, I'm sure you've seen some uh, pretty cool works of art, some pretty cool exhibits, I guess, if you will, at uh, throughout the time over at the VA. But can you think of one that really stands out to you that uh, was uh, pretty impressive? Because I see here that you said, of course, dance, painting, metalwork and things. I'm sure there's been some uh, some cool stuff done by some of the hands of these veterans. Yeah, one thing that really stands out um, was a drama performance we had a couple years ago. Hmm. Um, this gentleman you know, is, is very engaging and he had a whole like living room set up rocking or recliner and table and everything. And, um, he kind of went through, I guess his personal experience with alcohol and addictions. So he, you know, contemplating what to do, what not, what, and at the end he ended up calling the veterans crisis line. So it was a very powerful, um, presentation 
um, that I think other veterans could take something away from. Yeah. Wow. That's so taking something that was therapeutic for telling his own story and then also maybe impacting other folks. Right. So talk about the deadlines if, if veterans are hearing this and they want to get involved. So we are doing in-person registration uh, in, at the end of August, August 29th from 12 to 4.30, and that's going to be in the canteen on the VA. Um, and we're also doing it August 30th and 31st, and that's going to be in 1B114. Um, our registration deadline ends on August 31st. Um, you can register before those dates. Um, and we do have um, a performing arts stage show that we do every year. That's going to be September 7th from 2 to 4 in our new music room. And then our art show and the awards ceremony will be September 13th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with the awards at 12 p.m. Good gracious. How are you getting ready for all that? <laughs> That's a lot. That's, I mean, I'm just thinking, okay, September 7th is coming up. Yeah. So are the art stage show, the performing art stage show, are these just folks coming in and doing their individual productions? This is not like a group, you know, people aren't dancing together. Well, there, choreographed. There are group submission. Okay. Like, um, but you know, we do get a lot of individual um, individuals who have been working all year on a certain uh, performance. So you just open the stage up for them and say, right. "Now's your time in the spotlight," kind of thing. Yep, it gives them a platform. Awesome. Cool. Well, it's interesting. I mean, yesterday we were talking uh, with some folks uh, talking about you know suicide and things like that, and the suicide walk, and just how important it is. To, uh, you know, get some of that stuff out and talk about some of those things. And, uh, you know, for some people, it's tough to talk about some of those things, but maybe it's easier for them to put on a, a play or, you know, paint it out or, you know, anything, maybe make something, you know, in a forge or whatever. And I think it's important that people have those outlets and uh, things like these as well and events like this to do that. So thank you all for coming in and talking about that this morning. You're thank welcome. You. Absolutely. And, um, can I, Lona, before we get... Um, before we have to let you go, what else is going on that you want to let the listeners know about? And I know we're going to have some segments uh, yes. devoted to some of these. Yes. So, so the Suicide Prevention Walk is coming up in September. It is going to be the second week in September. The date is eluding me at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, but the registration is um, going to be opening up hopefully next week. Suicide Prevention Month, the National Suicide Prevention Month is September. So we are doing that walk in um, the, I believe it's the 15th of September. And then in November, we are going to have the 5K. Um, and this is kind of like uh, the, the uh, Road to Freedom 5K is what it's called. And that is going to be on the 3rd of November. So that is an opportunity for um, folks. It's free. So you can come out, get a little tune up on your run if you want to do that. Um, so those are the few events that we have coming up this fall. Awesome. Well, thank you all again for stopping in. And if you missed any of this conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. We'll be back with more Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Icewinner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed any of the show so far, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. You can always get in touch with us. You can text us 304-263-4321. 
As far as I understand, I've checked a couple times this morning that our uh, stream in the app is up and running and sounding crystal clear. So, uh, so no one's yelling you, at you? <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting yelled at this morning, which is nice. But those of you that were yelling at me, I appreciate you doing so and uh, letting us know so we could get that figured out. But you can download that app for free over on uh, your Google Play and Apple iTunes store and whatnot. Because uh, especially, Marsha, take us with you because you might be getting out and about and doing something outside this weekend. Because the weather looks like it's going to be pretty nice and uh, friend of the program is uh, joining us on the line. It's Will from West Virginia Eastern Panhandle Weather. Will, how you doing, man? Hi, good morning. Good morning, Marcia. Good morning, Jordan. Absolutely. Good morning, Will. So, uh, you know, we're, we're having you call in on it on probably the prettiest day <laughs> yeah, that we've can. had. Yeah. So there's nothing that we can really say the sky is falling about. But uh, I think people are probably curious about why someone takes on weather as kind of an avocation. Well, you know, 12 years ago when we had the big derecho move through, uh, I saw a lot of people who said I had no idea it was coming. And at that point, I'm like, you know, I need to start a page on Facebook where people can get up-to-date, current, and accurate uh, weather information on a daily basis. Hmm. So what's that look like for you? Does that mean uh, you have, are you one of those guys that has, uh, and I don't say that in a uh, meme way, of course, that has the big weather station, you know, in your basement or in one part of your house, and then you're getting all the alerts and you're looking at the maps and things. Does it, how much of a day does it, or does it take up your whole day, the weather? Uh, when there's severe weather that's coming, it pretty much takes up my whole day. I, I take off from work and uh, concentrate 100% on the weather. Uh, I even... We'll try to get out to do Facebook Lives from out in the field as the storms are approaching. Uh, but as the case a couple of weeks ago, we had the tornado watch. Um, I decided it was probably safer to stay home and uh, keep everybody updated from the house. Now, of course, uh, our weather uh, provider here on WPM and WCSD is AccuWeather. But, uh, you know, sometimes they got a lot to worry about. They got a lot, to, you know, people to cover. So it's not... As um, specific regionally, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, sometimes from AccuWeather as you'd like it to be. Yeah, what's happening on the I-81 corridor? Right, that's what we're looking for, and you have certainly stepped in to fill that gap. Well, it's a pleasure, and weather is a passion for me. And, you know, in the eight counties that we cover in eastern West Virginia, there can be several microclimates. I mean, it could be raining here in Martinsburg, but it could be snowing out in Romney or even like Fort Ashby. Yeah, what's up with, you know, we'll, we'll be looking forward to spring here in the eastern, in the, you know, Martinsburg area, Morgan County, and then Tucker County, Canaan Valley. All mm-hmm. those places have snow. What? <laughs> why is that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we lost him. Looks like he'll call back. Hopefully, Will, yeah, if you're listening back, to Will. us, call back uh, and we'll uh, keep chatting with you because it is, it does seem like, I mean, these mountains that we got around here, now, they're not real big in the grand scheme of things, right? But they certainly do mess with weather uh, a fair amount. Absolutely. Because it seems like it'll either stop everything from getting to us, and it'll kind of jump Berkeley County, Jefferson County, or it'll keep it right on top of us for however long, and then, uh, you know, we get dumped on. But I think we got Will back on the line here. Will, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Somebody dropped the line. But, uh... <laughs> As I was saying, we go from a low elevation in, in Harper's Ferry to, you know, the highest elevations out in, out in uh, like, Dolly Sods. 
Right. And as we were just saying, as we wait for uh, to get you back on here, that um, the mountains, you know, here in in the eastern panhandle, they're not real big in the grand scheme of mountains. Right. But they certainly do affect the weather a fair amount. It seems like it'll either stop everything from getting to us here in Berkeley and Jefferson County. And it'll kind of make the storm jump us or it'll keep it right on top of us for an extended period of time and just get you know dumped on. Yeah, that's one thing. You know, sometimes the storms that come out of Ohio, uh, the mountains tend to break them up a little bit. That's why I tell people to watch storms that are moving northeast coming up the valley because they have a longer time to remain intact. You know, some of us uh, only really pay attention to the weather whenever there's a big event. You know, we you know get really get down in the weeds about hurricane season, for example, or if a big blizzard is uh, bearing down. But you pay attention to this stuff a lot more frequently, and you look at things like the European models, and and you're able to dissect some of that. Have you been able over the ten plus years that you've really been doing this as an avocation um, online to kind of uh, I guess, curate some good, dependable sources uh, of, of these, you know, models? Uh, well, the weather models get better um, all the time. Uh, there are always improvements to the computers and the software that's being used to generate the weather. But as we get closer to an event, the more data that is fed into those models, the more accurate the models become. The long-range models are great for kind of like an idea of what might be coming, but all too often someone will, will jump on and, and grab one model run, you know, 14 days out that says we're going to get 50 inches of snow in the panhandle. And then as we get closer to the event, that kind of evaporates. So we tend not to try to jump on model output that far out because it, it can be extremely, extremely uh, inaccurate. Yeah, we're talking with Will from West Virginia Eastern Panhandle Weather. You can find his page over on Facebook. And uh, I guess while we got you, we'll ask you a couple of weather questions. Of course, we're getting into uh, we're getting in towards hurricane season where, well, I guess, are we already in hurricane mm-hmm. season? We just yep. haven't gotten any yet. But we're getting to where it seems like the uh, Gulf of Mexico, the South Atlantic and things is starting to, uh, the excitement level down there is starting to pick up. So that really only affects us in ways of big rainstorms. So do you see any of those uh, tropical depressions, tropical storms turning into anything potentially and then getting up towards to us? Yeah, I do. We're currently, the National Hurricane Center is watching four areas of investigation uh, that are currently excuse me, in the, uh, in the Atlantic. Um, but just, just to go back to what you said, Jordan, actually one of the tornadoes that actually struck our area was in Darksville, and that came from a tropical system. Hmm. Do you remember which so one we, that was? Was that Ivan or Turner? It may, have, it may have been Ivan. I'd have to go back and, and, and check my notes. But we, we do often, even though it's not a hurricane by the time it gets to our area, if it's making a northern track, like let's say from from the Outer Banks or a north-northwest track, that brings that circulation, and there's still a great deal of circulation with that system, and it will spawn tornadoes um, in October or or even you know September from from a tropical system. So we do get wind and we do get rain, but tornadoes are definitely a threat uh, with any landfalling tropical system. You know, I think a lot of people pay attention to weather because they want to plan for things. You know, we want to know what kind of summer it's going to be. You know, we're going to have to really water our 
gardens and all of that. But on the other side of that is some media operations that really want to keep people coming back by by stoking fear. So it, it's probably a balance, right? It is. I mean, you want to you want to hype the events that you think have a better than better than seventy five percent chance of happening, but you also need to temper that because there are people, and especially on my page, there are people that have weather anxiety, and, mm-hmm. and we try to take that into account. That you know, some people get get really worked up by by bad weather, and we understand that, and we try to prepare them for what's happening. You know, but we're we're not going to say, hey, they're, they're, if they're if they don't like tornadoes, we're not going to tell them there aren't going to be any tornadoes if there's a non-zero chance of a tornado that particular day. We're not going to lie to them. Well, I'm glad that storm. What was it last week? I guess already that was shaping up to be a pretty significant little wave of storms that came through. I'm glad that it didn't turn out to be as bad as it was expected. It, it wasn't too bad, but we did have a funnel cloud that formed as you as. Uh, the viral post on the weather page yeah. went that somebody shared their picture from the commons looking off to the to the north northwest. Um, it was an impressive area of circulation, and I live in Pikeside, so I was actually on the phone with the National Weather Service telling them what I was seeing. And and real quick, the radar beam from Sterling it goes out at a 45 degree angle. So when it, the radar beam for their radar site is over our area, it's about 2,800 feet. Um, the circulation that formed that funnel cloud was at a much lower elevation, so it was difficult for the National Weather Service office in Sterling to ascertain whether or not that was actually a real circulation. And that's why a tornado warning wasn't issued, because it was weak and it dissipated quickly, and they were having a hard time seeing it on radar. So that's why I tell people that if they can get signed up for the Skywarn program, um, we can. We always need more eyes out here actually looking at the weather to help the National Weather Service uh, verify what they're seeing on the radar. Well, Will, uh, before we let you go, give us a little update on the weather. What are we looking like for this weekend? This weekend's got to be beautiful for the Tomato Fest and for uh, for Shepherd's Media Day. And but we got heat coming back for the first day of school. It's going to be in the low 90s on Monday. Uh, we get a little respite midweek, back into the mid to upper 80s, and then toward next weekend, it's going to get hot again. Perfect. Well, Will, thanks again uh, for giving us all your uh, weather knowledge and tidbits uh, throughout this summer, and we'll definitely keep an eye on your page and hopefully talk to you as we get into the winter, into the winter, winter, and hopefully you aren't telling us any uh, snow or blizzards or anything's going to be coming because that would not be great news. But Will, thanks yeah. again, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. And that's Will from uh, West Virginia Eastern Panhandle Weather. Uh, you can find his page on Facebook. I'm sure a majority of you don't need any help finding his page on Facebook because seeing uh, all the people that are on there and whatnot. It's a big cool. following. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh, It's so risky, though, to open up yourself to be a, a weather prognosticator mm-hmm. because, you know, everyone is a critic. But is it, though? Because if you're wrong, in my opinion, when it comes to forecasting weather, right, or meteorologists, everyone uh, talk about it. If you, we'll say like on a day like today. So this morning, I could have gotten on here and been like, you know what? 
man, today's going to be awful. It's going to be real windy. It's going to be cloudy, rainy. It's going to maybe chance of hail, chance of tornado, like we usually hear, it seems like, on the AccuWeather update. Isolated risk of right. a tornado. What? So everybody freaks out, goes, gets prepared, does whatever, right? Then it turns out to be like it is today, where it's a beautiful day. Okay. Nobody's mad at you at that point. Maybe they're a little frustrated that they went and had to go buy something or whatever, right? Okay. Maybe called off of, of something. But no, you're fine. Now, on the other end of things, if I've been like, this morning, you know what? Today it's going to be perfect. It's going to be 75 degrees outside, sunny skies, whatever. And then it ends up being a real, real nasty storm and okay. tornadoes and things. You know, so I think it's it's a double-edged sword with uh, weather forecasting. I would imagine you're not wrong. No, I would imagine. But thanks again, Will, uh, for calling in and uh, being a little bit of a weather. We would say insider for us yeah, here like around that. the i-81 he's corridor. our weather insider our weather insider will from west virginia eastern panhandle weather and i again, like it make can, it happen there you go can and we again, get him some music uh sure i mean we already got the thunder for uh parker's picks hmm you can you can do something yeah we yeah. can find something we can find something for will but thanks again if you missed any of that conversation you can listen back to it a little bit later on in our panhandle news network facebook and spotify page Excuse me. We'll be back to wrap to wrap things up on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville Building. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed our conversation with Will from West Virginia Eastern Panhandle Weather, uh, before the break, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. But Marsha, Will was telling us that it looks like we're going to have great weather for fair time. That's right. So uh, the Jefferson County Fair starts in earnest on uh, Sunday and to Explain it all, break it all down, and tell us what some very exciting parts of it will be. Fair Manager Todd Wilt, welcome in. Good morning. How are you guys? We're good. Are you looking forward to fair? We absolutely are. Um, I'm excited. Our entire team is excited. And it seems like the community is excited. So we're excited to welcome everybody to our fair. Well, for those that uh, might just be tuning in for the first time, maybe they're driving through or just trying to uh, learn a little bit more about the Jefferson County Fair, give us a little bit of the background of, uh, well, the Jefferson County Fair. So this is the 70th year for our fair. Um, it's, uh, it's what I call a traditional county fair. Um, exhibits are closed to people that live in Jefferson County. Um, a variety of motorsports events, carnival, um, home crafts, livestock, just a, a great collection of everything that makes Jefferson County great. So you'll also have uh, entertainment, as you mentioned, some of those, uh, the mechanical ride, the um, like tractor rides and that, but also Daryl Worley, I understand, is Ooh. coming. Absolutely. Wednesday night, 730, Daryl Worley will take the stage. Uh, that is included with the general admission price. No extra ticket, so... Hope to see a lot of folks out there. Absolutely. So uh, now let's get to the the real big information. Of course, it's fair time, so people are going to want to know about what food is available over at the Jefferson County Fair. Can you tell us about what to expect uh, in terms of fair food? Wow. We've really got some good stuff this year. Uh, more food this year than, uh, than we've had in a number of previous years. Everything from funnel cake, cotton candy, barbecue, 
hot dogs, uh, anything you could think of. Great stuff. And obviously, you know, the that fairground on uh, off, is it Lee Town Road or is it called Fairgrounds Road? What do you guys call the road so, in front? Yeah, most folks know us as uh, off of Old Lee Town Pike. Old Lee Town Pike. Old Lee Town Pike, yep, that's our address. So usually when you drive by there, you can see the rides from the road. Um, talk about the carnival. You can, yeah. So our carnival uh, has been provided for a number of years now by Cole Rides, C-O-L-E-R-I-D-E-S.com. Um, they are a fabulous carnival. They've got more pieces this year at our carnival than they've had in a number of years. Uh, you can buy tickets online in advance, so check that out on our website, which is jeffersoncountyfairwv.org. And, uh, yeah, it, it should be a good week. So what kind of, of course, we were talking about the foods, we're talking about rides, we're talking about exhibits, but uh, you were just, of course, coming off of uh, the Berkeley County Youth Fair, which is a little bit different, of course, to uh, a traditional county fair, like you were saying, and it's only open to exhibits and things uh, to local residents. So what kind of exhibits are there to explore? I mean, are you still looking at your pretty typical, normal fair type stuff? Absolutely. Uh, the, the the bounty of folks' gardens from this year. Oh, yeah. Home home crafts that they've done, uh, a number of 4-H and other youth-type exhibits. Um, there's even a place for uh, a department where kids do Legos and any crafts they've done over the year. Um, so a good opportunity for almost anybody in the community to showcase what they've done. So what hours is the fair open and, and which days? Yeah, so we, uh, as you noted at the top, we start on Sunday, August 20th. Um, generally, we open every day at noon. The crowd really starts to come in in the evenings, typically around 5. Uh, and we run through the following Saturday, which is August 26th. And how much are ticket prices and things like that? Yeah, so um, adult admission is $7 a piece. Kids 6 to 16 are $5 a piece. And under six are free. If, um, if, if you're interested, you can go to almost any Jefferson County Bank today and tomorrow morning uh, and get advanced sale tickets at a discount price. Oh, that's cool. Well, and Todd, I'll put you on the spot before, unfortunately, we have to let you go. So uh, I'm sure you've been to your fair share of Jefferson County fairs at this point in your life. So uh, when you're walking into the fair on either opening day, maybe it's the last day at any point, uh, during the week, what's what's one of the first things you got to either go check out, you got to go get? What's the first thing you got to you're doing at the Jefferson County Fair? Everybody's got to get a funnel cake, right? Ah, uh, uh, there, there you go. go. He's speaking your language. That's right. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Todd, thanks again. Thanks again for stop for, for uh, chatting with us, and uh, everybody, go stop out at the Jefferson County Fair this year. Thanks, guys. Take care. It sounds like a fun one, Marsha. You oh, gonna, yeah. You've been out to any fairs this year? I haven't had a chance to get to a single one this year. Not yet, but um, the Jefferson County Fair is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's one of those things, if you've never taken your kids before, it's a it's a great thing to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Todd, thanks again uh, for calling in and getting us all fired up for the Jefferson County Fair. And, of course, if you missed any of the show, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. Uh, my goodness, what all were we talking about today, Marsha? 
Oh, mm-hmm. I, I should take this moment to apologize because oh, I was rude to you this morning. I yes, you were rude to yeah, me this morning. I'm, so I'm glad sorry. that you're doing it on the air. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I um, you didn't should... even let me get my statement out before <laughs> you shot me down and said that nobody cares about what I'm talking about and then walked out of the studio. So, Well, it wasn't, I, I didn't think it hit like that, but I guess it hit like that. Well, all I wanted to tell you is that <laughs> I was offered a uh, full Porsche VIP experience at their headquarters in Atlanta, oh, but you didn't for, get a chance. For biking? You didn't give me a chance to okay. uh, say any of that. Yeah, so, I'm sorry I said fine. no one cared about biking. That's yeah, fine. But that's really cool. Even though at EPAC Media Day, we had somebody come up to one of the guys and say that they care about when I bring up cycling, so... Joke's okay. on you. Yeah. Joke is on you. Hey, Marcia. I told you I'm here to apologize, so I'll I'll take it. That's fine. Yeah, go ahead. That's fine. We got it. People care about biking, obviously. I do. I mean, I like to bike. Well, just, now I don't know. I was trying to be funny. Now I feel like you've been pandering me the last I three years. I was trying to be our, funny. Of our work relationship. And it didn't hit right. So. No. Sorry, I apologize. That's fine. I get it. I understand. Mm. Apology accepted. Did you get a text? I did from Will uh, over at WVEP Weather. He was just saying thanks again for coming on. And uh, I think he's giving me a uh, song. Um, oh, a recommendation, recommendation for, yeah. for bumper music when we yeah. have our Weather Insider on. Oh, Twister going green. Going green, going green on this oh storm. Anytime, anytime there's a big storm coming through, I always think of Twister, and uh, I think of Twister. And there's this guy. I don't know if he curses in it or not, so I don't think I have to vet this before I played on the air one of these days. But I think he's in like Oklahoma, Nebraska, you know, somewhere out there in the plains, and he's got a perfect accent. And there's a uh, storm coming through, and he goes, "All right." There's tigers in this one. He goes, I feel it. He's like, I got, tigers. He got, he's like, I got struck by lightning when I was 15. I can feel it in my knee when the tigers are coming in a storm. So that always reminds me of that. You know what? The, goes, okay, in my, in my humble opinion, this, the movie Twister, mm-hmm. uh, the best song that came out of that soundtrack. Okay. I think it was from the soundtrack. Uh-huh. Um, Shania Twain, No One Needs to Know. Oh, well, that's because not the, the one that was requested. The video, I know. But the video is, um, you know, it's on this farmhouse and the wind's wh- whipping up and all that. Anyway. Right. I just think it's such a great song. Absolutely. Well, you can always get in touch with us. If you want to send us a music request, anything like that, <laughs> uh, you can do so over on our uh, our text page, 304-263-4321. And again, you can listen back to any of uh, our previous Panhandle Lives over on uh, our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. Okay, so if you haven't uh, paid attention to WVMetroNews.com or listened to the Metro News product this morning, you may not be aware that our, our Hoppy Kerchival is taking a bit of a break. That's right. Uh, he'll be back in early September, but uh, Dave Wilson will be on for Talkline. This is a good day for him to start his shift because <laughs> part of the day, of course, is, is I think, a perennial favorite, Steam Release. There you go. There you go. And, yeah, I hope Hoppy – I mean, I don't want to talk about what Hoppy's getting into, but I hope he comes on to uh, – or he talks about it once he comes back. Sounds I'll exciting. Because I'll be very interested to hear how his uh, vacation goes. But It'll shout be out very, to Hoppy. He deserves it. Very different from his daily routine. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, definitely pretty different. But, yeah, he deserves it. He yes, deserves he does. It. He sure does. Very cool. Well, anything else, Marsha, you want to talk about here next two minutes? Just make sure that uh, you're aware that Tomato Fest is happening tomorrow from 10 to 2 in Carneysville. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, that's pretty exciting. You guys have – you you know, football is – is already underway, right? That's right. Shepherd Media Day happening tomorrow. We'll uh, have all kinds of stuff over on our Twitter page at EP Sports Network. Try to get a lot of that over onto our Facebook page as well. Uh, and yeah, it should be fun. I'm excited to see what this uh, Rams team has to offer in 2023. Team 94, Shepherd Team 94 in uh, school history. So 
shout out. That'll be uh, happening then. And then hopefully coming next week, we can uh, maybe get an early Ernie McCook show. We'll talk to him tomorrow about that and see what we can do. Speaking of Shepard, um, President Mary uh, Hendricks will be on with us on Monday. That's right. That's right. Very so, cool. So how are you going to talk your family into getting out the tomato fest this week? Well, one of them is working tomorrow. All right. So they're but, easy. They're out. Yeah. Okay. But you, you're talking about my husband. I don't yeah, know. Whoever. See, yeah. You know what? He got a delivery of a car part in the mail yesterday. So he's oh, going to be so like, he, he he's going to be like, oh, no, no. He's got like, I, he's got his schedule kind of mapped out he's for him. He's going to make you roll solo. I did it last time. I went to Tomato Fest by myself. Nothing Does that sound that. pitiful? No, I'm very much pro doing things like that on your I own. I very much enjoyed Tomato Fest, but yeah. I think I would like for him to enjoy it too. Plus, I got the swag this year. I got, the, go. tomato got the Tomato Fest. Fest I got to go. That's right. That's right. It's free to get in. Maybe I'll try to stop out there on my way out. Well, no, we'll be at... You can uh, bike over there. Oh, yeah. We've got Shepard. Got Shepard going on. Not like you care if I bike over there or not, Stop. Marcia. Oh, my gosh. I'm never going to hear the end you of this. Care. I'm so sorry. It's fine. It's that fine. my attempt at humor fell flat. Very. I did not mean it in a mean way as it came across. <laughs> it's fine. It's no, it fine. isn't. I no, can it take isn't. A joke. Gonna, I can take a no, You can't, obviously. Not that one. Not that joke, I guess. You caught me at the right. If you would have said that at like 8 30 and not 7 30. The look on your face. I. It was like I killed your, your cat or something. That's, that's something so I thought was cool one to talk about, but nobody sorry. cares but me. Nobody so cares. Sorry. Well, anyways, uh, thanks again. Uh, to Will for joining the show, uh, folks from the VA from joining the show too. Uh, and that does it for us for today. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Monday. Via Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.